Father, in the name of Jesus, this morning we welcome your presence, O God. Nebrondo sunte ne basakadi busunta ne busura basatan de kira bushan de kia. Wherever you are this morning, I want you to lift up your voice and begin to pray in the language of the Spirit. Maria kira bushan dasan de kitan de rebosondo rokunamanda. Matete de brondo sutane brana basanta kinte nefrende sitae de bosukande de matare bushanta livre kinamanda sete. Mare brodo sunta ne katia do sunta nefrende bas. Sinte kira basataya, e rando sunte ne prende sitaya da basante kira bosukande de de boshande kia, mandere de de bosunte ne prende kira basatane bosunte ne prodo sukaya da ba. Holy Spirit, we welcome you this morning. Mandi prodo sunte ne kira basanta di prodo sunte ne barre prodo sukadi prada sande kira boshante di prada bakande mata di prodo sunte ne prene mande kira busuda bataya o rende basu. Father, our lips welcome you this morning. Father, our hearts welcome you this morning. Father, our souls welcome you this morning. Father, our spirits welcome you this morning, O God. We welcome you, O God, in your magnitude, O God, as sovereign God. Father, we are not putting in any standards in in place for you, O God. We are asking that you will come and have your way, Father. We are not putting you in any boxes, O God. Oh, Father, we invite you to come and have your way, that your will will be done in the name of Jesus. Because this is the day the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad. Father, we respond, O God, to you your word. We respond, O oh God, Father, to the creation of this new day that you have made for us to experience. We respond, Father, in worship. We respond in obedience. We respond in surrender, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, we surrender, Lord. We submit ourselves to your authority, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare, Lord, that our hearts, our ears, O oh God, are open to hear and to receive, O oh God, our our eyes are open to see, Father, everything that you are doing this day, my God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you will commune with us. We ask that your presence will come and fellowship with us this morning in the name of Jesus, Spirit of the living God. We commit this meeting into your hands. We ask that you take absolute control in the name of Jesus. Let there be a continuation and a perfecting of the work that the Father has begun in our lives, in our hearts, in this time, in this week, and in this season, in the name of Jesus, to the glory of your name, O God, to the glory of your name, Father, in Jesus' precious name. We ask that you will fill our lives and fill our hearts, O God, with your light, in the name of Jesus, the light that makes clear, the light that gives clarity, the light that gives understanding, the light that gives wisdom, the light that gives direction, the light that, the light that gives meaning, the light that gives life. Father, we ask 
for your light to shine upon us, to shine within us, to shine around us this morning in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, have your way. Challenge every standard that is contrary to your government, Father, in the name of Jesus. Reveal yourself to us once again, oh God. Cause us to go deeper in the understanding of your lordship and authority, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your name be praised. Let your name be glorified. Let your name be feared and reverenced above every other thing. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Um, welcome to the five, yes, of um, this month of prayer rain. Um, I won't take up any more time. I'm just going to go ahead and introduce the minister for today. We have Mr. Bobby Geneva um, joining us, and he's going to be leading us in a time of teaching and prayer. So, um, Mr. Bobby, I welcome you. Thank you for making time to be with us this morning. God bless you, sir. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Over to um, thank you so much, Stephanie. Father, we thank you for um, a time of fellowship this morning. We know that we are different places right now, but our hearts are receptive to hear what you have to say to us this morning. Father, give me the grace and capacity to express what is in your heart for your people this morning. I do not take this opportunity for granted. And I ask, oh God, that your grace be made available to your people in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, this morning I'll just, um, I'll just share from my heart, you know, um, some of the things that I have been, you know, dealing with in the place of um, meditation on intercession. Um, Anyone can see that we are in very unusual times, you know, globally. And um, what we uh, must do in this season is to respond appropriately to the language of the Spirit. So I have been in that place of, you know, just thinking through life. And um, asking questions, you know, like, Holy Spirit, what is going on? What are you doing? What is in your mind? Just questions and questions and questions. And so without taking so much time this morning, I would, uh, I, I've captioned this conversation as um, examine yourself, you know, whether you're still in the faith. Examine yourself, whether you're still in the faith. Because it's very easy for us to, um, look at external forces and think, oh, what is it? What, I mean, it's not the world is this, the world is that, you know, but what is your role in the scheme of things, in what God is saying and in what God is trying to do? What will the Father have you do? What posture, you know, are we to command in the spirits for us to see um, the mind of God, you know, in this time that we live in? You know, because there is a posture that we as believers must, must carry, you know, for us to exhibit the character of Christ, you know. So um, I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5 this morning. Um, if you read that scripture, it's a very, I mean, it's, it's a scripture I love. Very, I mean, I, like, I, I just, I say, test and evaluate yourselves to see 
whether you are in the faith and living your lives as committed believers. Examine yourselves. Or do you not recognize this about yourselves? You know, this is in, I mean, really for the Amplified Version now. If you read it from the King James, it says, test yourself to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. Or do you not recognize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you? So the question is, are we, is Jesus Christ in us? Is he in us? You know, because if Jesus Christ is in us, there is a certain lifestyle, right, that we must exhibit as believers, that if you look around you sometimes, you hardly see the fruits of the spirits in believers. You don't see the fruits in some believers. I mean, there are people that actually walk in the fruits of the spirit, you know, but the average believer does not have that character of Christ. You know, it was Jesus Christ that was, that was talking and he said, you know, the tree is known by its fruits. So if you are a believer, right, you, yeah, we, we, can, we should be able to touch the character of Christ in you. We should feel the presence of God. Some of us have a very busy lifestyle. And until recently, I, I, I never used to pay attention to, maybe you live in an estate, for example, and you don't even have time to ask your security men, you know, like, how are you? What is your name? You know, they don't even, they don't even know that you care for them. And these guys work for you every day. You know, there's no compassion in the average life of the believer, you know, you don't, you can't touch the presence of God in them. So the question this morning is examine yourself because we pray for the big things. We ask God for many things, you know, but I have been thinking lately that look, the Christianity is not, the, the Christianity is, this, I mean, God is a simple God, right? He, he's a father. Like you have a child and the, you know, you see your children misbehave sometimes. You know, you still go back and you pick them up from where, you know, wherever they are. Like, oh, come, let's let's do this again. You know, the 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 idea of, you know, a a God that is elusive that we can't touch is not is it's it's a lie. You know, examine yourself this morning. What is it that the Lord has said to you that you are not experiencing in the new? You know, yesterday I sat down and I was taking a stock of my life from 2018, you know, and I was asking the Lord, like, okay, where did I miss it? What happened? You know, it's because it's good to just go back and, and check, you know, what have I done wrong? Who came into my life? Who walked into my life? Who took something? You know, because God has said he would do X, Y, Z. But why are we not seeing it? Why are we not living in those things that he has said he would do? You know, so examine yourself this morning. You know, if Christ is in you, the image of the Holy Spirit. You know, so like I said, I mean, Christ was speaking. He said, "The tree is known by its fruits." You know, and the truth of the matter is, that if you want to know a believer, right, you must check the doctrines that that we hold as true. You know, you must check the fruits. That we, that we exhibit as believers. 
are we walking in 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 the fruits of the spirit like you know um like love joy peace do we have those fruits long suffering faithfulness gentleness self control patience the believers are i mean some of us are very impatient you know and god is trying to check our hearts and make sure that our hearts are right you know so this morning i i i want to charge us this morning that look we should go back and really really take um is you know like uh, just take a stock of your life, your journey, you know, in your faith and find out what am I doing? I mean, we're supposed to exhibit joy. When you see a believer, you're supposed to see joy around them, always happy, cheerful, you know. But lately, you see that we are the ones that actually carry the, the garment of pain and hardship more than even the unbelievers. So what are we doing wrong? What is it? So these are the questions that I ask myself every day. Like I said yesterday, I have to sit down. I said, "Okay, what's 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 the story? What's going on?" And then the Lord started pointing out things to me. Oh, here you did this. You're not supposed to do this. You know, this was this relationship was not meant to happen. You know, when you see those things, right? It's because God wants to restore you back, right? And so I started saying, "Okay, have mercy here." You know, recently I did a transaction with some guy, and I know that when I met this person, there was no reason to have gone into that transaction because I could discern that this person was evil. There was a nudge in my spirit. I said, Bobby, check this guy. I just ignored, you know, and I went ahead. And then I got bonds until I realized that, wait a minute, this thing happened. And I went back to the Lord and I said, have mercy, you know, and everything stops. My joy was restored. So this morning, I just feel like, you know, we need to begin to have this lifestyle of constant fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Constant fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you know. So um, there's another scripture I'd like to, you know, like, like us to check out this morning um, from James chapter 5, you know, verse 16. And this scripture is so, it's so apt for the way I want to, this is where I'm going to anchor my teaching for today, 5.16. From the New American Standard. Okay, so he said, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. It goes for, he said, the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. You know, confess your sins to one another. So the posture of, of, of healing, right, in the Bible is we must confess our sins. I was having a conversation with the Holy Spirit and I said, why are we walking in, in so much pain? Why are we not powerful? Why are we not strong as believers? You know, and the Holy Spirit said to me, because you hide sin, you cover it with all sorts of you cover it with your rituals, with your religiosity, you know, like the Pharisees. You think you've arrived, you know. 
And so because you cover it, <laughs> you are there, you're struggling. But the truth is, the Bible says of sin, confess your sins. It didn't say cover it, it didn't say hide it. No matter how heavy it is, no matter how bad it is, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another, which is part of what we are going to do on this call this morning. Just, just pray for, we're going to pray for each other, you know, because that's what the Bible says, so that you may be healed. And he said, the effective prayer of a righteous man. So look at, see, so the, the, the posture is, you confess your sins, you pray for one another, right? After confession, there's a level of holiness that God deserves in this time. There's a level of righteousness that we must, there's a posture of righteousness that God is demanding from believers at this time. And yet most of us, we cover the same. And we want to walk in holiness. We want to claim that we are righteous. But there is something you are hiding from the Lord. There is not from the Lord, from, your, from whoever you've, you've wronged. It could be your boss, it could be your father, it could be your husband, it could be your spouse, but you're covering it. And then you're wondering why you're not walking in the fullness of the power of, the God, of, the, of, of Christ in you. And the only way to overcome sin and the shame that comes with sin is to open it up and confess that sin, that you may be strong. So if you look at that scripture, it says the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. So, so the posture is, if you hide it, you are not righteous. You cannot deal with certain things in your life, right? You are not able to accomplish much. You are doing all the religious stuff, speaking in tongues, you know, doing all the um, rituals in Christianity, but you are not able to fully come into the fullness of what God has asked you to do. And this is not, is not, and when I talk about sin here, sometimes it's not even so much as, um, those things that we think, oh, I've done this. You know, it could just be something very trivial. You know, you lied here. You're supposed to say this thing to this person. You went to hide it. You know, you're not saying it. You're not, you're not, you're not disclosing certain things about yourself. Maybe somebody's married and you're hiding things from the other person. You know, and you're wondering why, why am I not working? Why am I not experiencing the power of God in my life? The Bible says, confess your sins that you may be healed. And so I have been through that, that place where the Lord may ask you to do some very, um, I mean, <laughs> unbelievable things like you, you're, you're saying, no, I resist this. I can't, this is not the Lord speaking to me. But that's how God works. You know, for you to fully enjoy the Christian life, for you to fully live life on purpose and be whole, not before man, but before God. So, so it's, it's, it's imperative that we need to review and take a stock of our work with God and review our lives, check, examine ourselves, you know, understand the concept of, of, you know, the Holy Spirit in us. If you have the Holy Spirit living in you, you have to, you will definitely exhibit the life of Christ. You'll be joyful, you'll be happy, 
you'll be peaceful, you'll be patient, you'll exhibit faithfulness, you, you have trust in God. You know, and the question is, why are we not seeing these things? What are we doing wrong in this time? Why is the world like this? This is, I mean, this age is, is the age of knowledge. There's nothing you want to find out that you cannot go on YouTube or Google or something and just check and you see it. But yet, we're the most miserable. We're so we're so we're we're so caught up in the affairs of this world that we miss God. We do every other thing that we need to do, but we don't we don't touch the substance of of Christianity and what it represents for us. And so this morning, I just I I I, I feel like we need to, um, you know, ask God for mercy. You know, just let's, let's just pray and ask him for mercy this morning. Wherever we've missed it, Father, we thank you for bringing us into this place of revelation where we can begin to connect with you again. You know, you have mercy on whomsoever you would have mercy on. And everyone under the sound of my voice this morning, I, I, I pray that you meet them differently today. You know, they will encounter your power, they will encounter your, your grace the restorative power that is able to save and pull them out from that place of pain in the name of Jesus. So it's, it's, it's the, the, the Bible says, confess your sins. Confess your sins. You know, take, look at, do an evaluation of your Christian life and ask critical questions. While I was praying this morning, the Lord gave me, um, Give me a word to someone on this call, you know, and I don't know what it is, right? But I feel like the Lord is saying to you that uh, the enemy has lied to you and the enemy has made you believe that the one thing that he has given to you to help you grow and become the best of yourself is that thing that you resent the most. You know, the enemy has made you believe a lie. You know, you're probably um, married and you think, oh, my wife is a cause of my problem or my husband is a cause of my problem or I made a mistake, you know, in this choice that I made. And the Lord is saying, no, it's not a mistake. I'm not a God that makes mistakes. I don't make mistakes, says the Spirit of God this morning. The Lord is saying, go back and check and you realize the benefits and the strategy that I planted in your life from the foundation of the earth. Before I formed you, the Bible says, I knew you. So go back and take stock that this thing that you so resent is the one thing that I have placed in your life to help you become the best of yourself, says the Spirit of God. I don't know who this word is for, but I believe that there's somebody on this call that you may need to go back and just love on your love on your wife. So there's another scripture I want us to read before we pray. Uh, it's in Mark 16, verse 7. The Bible says, These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. 
So why are we not experiencing the power of God, the power of Jesus in Jesus? Why are we not walking the signs, you know, of how much? So these signs will accompany those who be, who have believed in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. This is the Bible. I mean, this is Jesus speaking. You know. So the point is, like I said, what are we doing wrong right now? What is it? What is separating us from the power? What is preventing us from entering into the fullness of what Christ died for? It was really, really, we really need to sit back and examine ourselves whether we are still in the faith. Can someone touch God when they see you? Can they touch, can they feel Christ when they see you? In your office, you know, your neighborhood association, how much of Christ do you carry? How do we treat our drivers? Some people on this call, you know, you know how hard it is economically right now. You know it is hard. People are working for you. They see end the same salary. Maybe you, you are not earning so much yourself, but you know you can do the extra you can. That's, that's where compassion comes in. And these are the things that people want to see. Not the not the high and mighty stuff, and you know, no people want to see Christ in you. And this is how we're going to bring change into the world that we live in, such that people can begin to say, "Wow, I want to be like this person. I want to know the God that you serve." Because we can, if we have this mindset, we can command mountains, and we can we can bring change into our world. So we need to begin to walk in divine healing. Christians are so weak, we're so powerless, we're so broken, we're always in pain, we get up, we fall, you know, and that's not that's not what Christ died for. No, that's not what he died for. We should exhibit the, the character of Christ, strong, unmovable, unshakable. You've done something before. You failed at it. You go back and you ask the Holy Spirit, where did I miss it? How did I do this? Did I go into the right partnership? Did I, you know, how, how, how? We need to, at times like this, we need this gift of discernment. You need to walk into a room and just begin to discern spirits and say, okay, this is what the Lord is saying about this person. I'm not going to do this with this person. You know, we, we, the kind of mistake that Christians make is it's, it's unbelievable. I do. I, I make a lot of mistakes, and I'm thinking to myself, "How?" That's why we must consistently examine ourselves every day, because we've entered into a different realm 
in the spirit that the evil around us is so severe and so strong. It's part, you can feel it. So we must now begin to increase the level of our light and the intensity of, you know, the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit in us. So that we're like, we're sharp, we're light. We walk into a room, people can feel like there's something about this person. You know, so the point is, um, outside of Christ, we really don't have any qualification right now. Outside of walking in truth, in holiness, in righteousness, there is no other qualification for you to survive the times in which we live in. There is no other way. There is no other way. There is no other way. We must seek God. We must find him in everything that we do. We must exhibit the fruits of the Spirit. Let people see us and be like, wow, this is what Christianity should be. Like I said, I was having the conversation with the Holy Spirit. And he said to me, he said, son, I'm doing a reset. I said, okay, reset, what does that mean? He said, I'm resetting the order of priorities. Is. Prioritize me and I'll prioritize, I'll prioritize you. You make me priority. I'm like, okay. So nothing else is important now. now you know, nothing else. We must be able to discern the mind of God, understand the mind of God, understand what He's doing right now. So if you go back to that scripture in James chapter 5 and 16, you see that it's, it's, the, it's imperative that we begin to check what we, so in Christianity, we pick and choose. We can say, okay, you know what? This is what I'll do. And God may be telling you to do something different. You know, God may be giving you a nudge in your spirit. And look, this thing that has played you for this long, the reason why it is there is because you have not dealt with this, right? And what he's saying for you to deal with, maybe something that you so dread, like, you know what, I can't do this. And the Lord is saying, go and deal with this thing and come and check, come back and see how far we can go. So this morning, anyone under the sound of my voice, I feel like the Lord is saying to you, do an assessment of your life. Do a review of your life. Take stock of your life, you know, for the single ones on the call, if you if you've been in re, in a relationship in the past that's you know that is that has hurt you so bad, and you left that relationship, and you're saying to yourself, "Oh, see, I've left it now, I've moved on." No, no, you think you've moved on, but hey, you've not really moved on. You're still carrying past hurts. Sometimes you just need to pick up your phone and just call someone and say, oh, Lisa, sorry, I need to just call you and say, uh, maybe I did something wrong in the past. I'm really sorry. You know, because you your perspective may be right, but the other person may be feeling hot. Deal with it. Move on. So that we can begin to experience the new season.
the reset that, that Christ says, well, we've entered a season of resets. We can begin to feel again, hear God again for ourselves, you know. For those of us that are married on the call, you know, you know how it is. Marriage is it's hard sometimes, but it's not hard. It's actually meant to be enjoyed. You know, when two people come together and agree concerning anything, the Lord opens up the heavens for them. But the enemy is making it look as if this thing is it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. I can't do this, I can't. No, that's a lie. Learn to trust again, learn to believe again. You know, sometimes because of the hurts and the pain that we carry, right? Even when that person means well for you, you're unable to see that. You just feel like, oh, what, is, what does he have to say again? You know, you just block him off. And the Lord is saying, no, that's the guy. Hear him. Oh, that's the woman. Hear him. Hear what he has to say. I was having a conversation with the Holy Spirit one day, and he said to me, he said, are you doing your part? And I'm like, what do you mean? Your, your part. Your part is to love. Love your wife endlessly. Like, okay, I'll, I'll try. It's hard sometimes. Just, just go ahead and do what you have to do. If the Lord is saying, go submit to your husband, hey, by all means, go and do that. Just do your part. So we need to get to that place where it is Christ that is leading us daily. It is Christ that stares us. You know, he, he, he comes with certain demands that are sometimes not palatable. You know, the kind of things that the Holy Spirit will ask you to do sometimes, they don't even make sense. You'd be like, why would I do that? How can you tell me to call this person after what they, what they did to me? Hey, that is what it is. Pick up your phone and do it. How can you tell me to, you know, I built a business for the last five years and you just tell me one day, I'm like, oh, I was never in this process. Can you shut it down? Really? It's in the path of obedience that will begin to recover and encounter the supernatural. In little obedience, you know. So I think it's 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 imperative that we do a review of our lives and um, um, just take stock. You know, like I said, I, I when I was praying this morning, Lord gave me. I mean, there's another word I have for someone on this call. Um, Lord said, "You've consistently been." You know, maybe as a child growing up, every time they tell you, oh, do this, you would do something else. You know, let me tell you to do this, you do something else. You know, and the Bible says, you know, honor your father and your mother that it may be well with you. And so you've consistently disobeyed authority, right? You now find yourself in a situation where you are not happy with where you are. The Lord said, go back, review your life, and you see that. It's as a result of your disobedience of authority that has led you to where you are now. I hear the Spirit of God saying, there's mess this morning to redeem the time and to restore you back. 
Because there are certain people that God placed in our lives that are, you know, meant to propel us to greatness. And if you don't recognize the, the role of those, like our parents, for example, you know, if they, if they are godly, by all means, you know, hear them. So trace your journey, examine where you missed it, and make the conscious efforts for restoration that you may be whole and you may walk in supernatural power in this season. Because right now, what we need more than anything else in, in Christianity now is to carry that presence everywhere we go. You know, we are born in for God. We are born in for Jesus. You know, people can touch Christ in us. The Lord said to me this morning, he said, there's someone on this call that God has instructed you on a journey of repentance. And because of the weightiness of what you think you carry in your spirit, he said he has heard you, he has forgiven you. But because of the journey of the weightiness of what you have done, you are trivializing that journey of repentance by confessing your sins. So you are postponing your glory days. You are not walking in the fullness of the authority that you should ordinarily walk in. The Lord wants you to go back and do what he has asked you to do. So this morning, I I I think um, for us it's 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 critical that as believers we begin to re-examine and re-evaluate, you know, what God is asking us to do. You know, most of us will have to go into our family history and trace the journey, you know, from your parents, your mom, your dad, you know, where did I miss it? Your your relationships, you know, who walked into my life, who took what. Who made me like this? Who, who affected my spiritual walk with God? You know, why am I so angry? Why am I so impatient? You know, why am I not joyful anymore? Who, who, who took my joy away? Who stole this peace of mind that I have? You know, and why am I so um, quarrelsome? Why do I? Why don't I trust people easily? You know, these are the things that easily beset us from walking in the fullness of what the manifestation of the, the character of Christ should be in our lives. You know, go back, take a stock, review, examine, and ask him for mercy. I think this is a good place to pray. Father, we thank you for opening up our hearts to hear you this morning. We ask, oh God, that many are the plans in our hearts, but it's your counsel that we stand. As we go back today and do a review of our lives, we want the mind of Christ to be formed in us. We are not too old. We are not too matured to ask you for mercy this morning we're asking you god have mercy on us 
Have mercy, O God, that's we, O God, who were not a people. You found us in sin and you chose us and you filled us with your life. All we ask, O God, is that we walk in the fullness of the manifestation of your power in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Father, we'll bring our hearts to you this morning. We ask, O God, that you would do a, a surgery in our hearts that we can be receptive to your voice again. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for this nation. We pray for Nigeria. We pray for everywhere we find ourselves. We bless the land, the nations of the earth. There is so much hardship. There is so much going on in the world. But we, O oh God, are called to be light bearers. We are called, O oh God, to be righteous in this season. We are called to live holy lives that we may be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So, Father, we ask you this morning for the grace and the courage and the boldness to walk in the divine authority that you have called us into as believers and as Christians in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the many things that you are doing, for the simple things that you've, you've spoken into our hearts this morning. Lord, I pray, O oh God, that these things will be amplified in our spirits, that we, O oh God, may be able to deal with the satanic influences, you know, that have found, sort of found their way into our hearts by way of negligence, negligence and carelessness. You know, Father, we ask, oh God, for mercy in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I'll, I'll just say that um, we, we need to uh, begin to Critically reevaluate ourselves, you know, and uh, learn to trust God again. You know, just trust Him. Trust Him that He's able to do what He says He will do. Trust Him that the prophecy that you received was not a fluke, it's not a lie. You know, but I, I know that there is a posture that God wants us to have for us to fully, you know, enter into our prophetic destinies. There is a mindset, there is a, a you know, there, there are character traits that must, you know, must, that must fall away from us before we can begin to manifest Christ. I was speaking to someone yesterday and I said to, I said, broken men break women and they break society. And then we expect, you know, broken men to fix the nations. I don't understand how possible that is, you know. So I have two sons and I have to always make sure that I'm available, you know. I want to be in their lives, you know, to make sure that they are whole and so that they don't break women tomorrow or they don't break society. So I pray that, you know, your joy, you know, in this season may be full again. You know, your peace will be restored. You know, your, the, the character of Christ loves patience. You know, we, we can walk in the in meekness. I have a friend that is he's so meek. He's so broken, right? You can feel Christ when you see him. 
I'm like, oh God, how, how do you do it? You know, nothing moves him. You know, anything is happening. My body, don't worry, it'll be okay. You know, that's that's where I want to be. Where I'm not moved by what I see. You know, because I'm so intertwined with the mind of the spirit. So please, um, there's a, there's, a, there's a last word I have for someone on this call, right? Um, before I end this this call, the Lord said to tell you that you have, you know, um, you pray, you do everything that you need to do, but your inability to forgive and let go is limiting your progress and your move with God. Yeah, you think you've actually dealt with that pain, that hurts, but you're still not able to move forward because you are still unforgiving. You know, so the Lord says that your unforgiveness has made you static. You're not able to move forward. You know, I don't know who, who did who hurts you. It could be your 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 parents or something, your your partner, your husband, but so grace to actually let go, you know, of this hurts and this unforgiveness that you that you carry in your spirit. You know, because truly God wants to heal your heart. You know, He wants to do a complete work of restoration, you know. And he wants you to just let go. So, Father, we thank you for this time of fellowship this morning with your, with your people. I ask, oh God, that you would amplify every word that has been spoken here this morning. And that you meet everyone under the sound of my voice. You know, you meet them at the place of their utmost need. You know, you touch the hearts of your people. But in this season, oh God, where you are resetting the world, resetting families, resetting relationships, bringing new connections, new ideas, but I pray, oh God, that you, oh God, will return the hearts of your people back to you. Let us make you again our priority. The center of our lives is to be found in you, Jesus. And so we, we, we confess this morning that we love you. We love you, O oh God. We love you, Jesus. We confess our sins to you this morning. We ask, O oh God, for mercy. And indeed, there is nothing, there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can separate us from the love that you have for us. And so this morning, we ask, O oh God, that your hand will be upon us to keep us in the way of truth, to keep us in the way of holiness, to keep us on the path of righteousness for your name's sake. Father, Lord, visit us with wisdom in this season that we may know how to build appropriately all that you have placed in our hearts, that we may know how to recreate the visions that you have shown to us, the dreams that you have shown to us, the patterns that we see in our family lives that we do not want to see in our children. Father, we rebuke those patterns this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, we call forth your blessing upon us that everything we do, the Bible says that you bless the labor of our hands. And as we set out to go to work this morning, whatsoever we do will prosper in the name of Jesus. 
Father, we'll call forth open doors in this season. The Bible says when there is a casting down for others, in this season, oh God, there will be a lifting for us because we have an understanding of what you're doing right now in the name of Jesus. The seasons, oh God, have changed in our favor. Everything begins to answer for us. And as we make conscious, deliberate efforts to begin to experience Christ in us, Father, help us. Help us to understand your will, your purposes for our lives. Help us to understand the people that you have placed in us, our spouses, the people that you have given to us. Help us understand and identify the reason why they are there, that we may not miss, oh God, the reason and the purpose for these relationships in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I thank you because even right now, you are healing hearts. You are restoring people back, oh God, to the place where they missed it. You are, you are taking them back years and years and years and you are showing them pictures of you know of how they they, they they sort of stepped out of line but this morning oh god you are restoring them back and you're making them whole again in jesus name we pray amen 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 all right um thank you guys thank you so much stephanie yes thank you. thank you so much sir god bless thank you um, thank you for such a timely word. Um, I was blessed. I'm sure we all thank were to um, I even remembered this scripture. I remember this scripture while you were ministering, um, that one in Galatians 6, 4 to 5, when you were talking about um we doing a like a reset, you know, taking stock. Um Galatians 6, 4 to 5, the message version says. Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given and sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. And when you think about it, you know, um, like we said yesterday, there's nothing God is asking us to do that he hasn't set the standard for. If we look at creation in the beginning, you know, God created what we see as creation was God resetting um, because there was a world that existed before yeah. um, he had to do a reset because certain things were not working properly you know after Lucifer's rebellion he had to reset the whole earth um, so resetting is um, he has given us the standard and the template for resetting. He's not asking us to do something he himself has not done. So there is grace for it. There is capacity for it, you know, and we must have faith to believe that it's possible to reset. Remember that even though the righteous man may fall, the Bible says seven times he will get up again. So if the Lord is asking you to reset, don't be discouraged. Don't feel as if, oh, I have given up so much time. I have lost so much resources. I've given so much of whatever it is you have put into it remember that in the beginning god created he started all over again what may have seemed like a failure the thing that he created rebelled against him it may have seemed like a failure on so many levels but he recreated and he started again and when he created how did he do it 
with the Trinity, with the Spirit and with the Son. You know, the Bible tells us that the Spirit of God was brooding over the earth. So it is the invitation of the Holy Spirit to come and brood upon us. That is what causes light to begin to shine again. God did not just speak, but he made, you know, so he was calling things out, things that were before he was giving them a, you know, I see that as a great re-strategizing or rebranding template. And I pray that the Lord will help us by his Spirit to be able to decode um, the insights and the keys that he has locked into Genesis 1 and 2. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you because we know as we have prayed this morning by faith, we know that you have continued this journey that you began in this season and you and we pray, oh God, that as each of us have heard these words and as people will go forth in the day to hear these words, Lord, we pray that your word will meet them at the point of their need. Indeed, Lord, it will be bread for them, Lord, that they would need, that they would use and appropriate into the areas of their lives that, Lord, you are calling them to fix and calling them to reset and calling them to focus on in this time in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We praise your name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We pray over you and we pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you and strengthen you and cause his oil to continue to flow over your life. I pray that he will strengthen your ministry. I pray that he will bless and prosper your household. I, I pray that he will continue to keep you, provide for you and um, cause you to walk in depths of intimacy with him in the name of Jesus. You will never lack revelation and you will never lack oil. You will never lack resources. You will never lack, lack bread in the name of Jesus. Your heart will be tender in the hands of the father. You will never be cold hearted in his hands in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray that every word that you have released over us on this altar, that the Lord will cause you to be a particular in the mighty name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you, bless your family, bless your businesses, bless the works of your hands, everything that concerns you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. God bless Amen. you. Um, thank you for joining us once again. Um, we continue tomorrow and um, we will start same time um, tomorrow morning. There won't be Amen. Evening service today, I believe, uh, but we'll meet tomorrow morning and we'll continue. So thank you all. God bless you. If you want to give the details, will be shared on the WhatsApp groups and on the YouTube um, live chat right now. Um, please give. We encourage, we encourage you to give to Prayer Rain. If you want to give um, internationally or you want to give um, um, in Naira, the details will be shared with you. Thank you all. God bless you and see you tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>